0: In Miracles podcast. Today is February 1st, and the lesson is number 32.
1: I have invented the world I see. Today, we are continuing to develop the theme of cause and effect. You are not the victim of the world you see because you invented it. You can give it up as easily as you made it up. You will see it or not see it as you wish. While you want it, you will see it. When you no longer want it, it will not be there for you to see. Wow. That's pretty clear, isn't it? Pretty powerful. Yeah. And um, I was thinking again about our neighbor and we invented that response, having a neighbor who's noisy and who has angry dogs that are barking. So I remember once we we looked at our our part in it, and we we just kind of went over it really quickly, and we should revisit it, I think. I think my part in inventing this neighbor is that I I think I was angry when the um, pandemic started that I had to stay home. So that I had that anger, and then I got some symptoms, and I, I had some anger about that. <laughs> I don't have a lot of anger, but I think I did have some anger about the pandemic. so I think that's my part in, in creating that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: inventing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to me, let's say if I get off my anger, it says you will when you want it, you will see it, and when you no longer want it, you will not be there. So, you know, I I can't quite get that, because if I don't want him to be like that, it's saying it would no longer be there, but I can't get how me not wanting it will stop him from doing what he's doing.
0: Mm. Well, if you said that the anger was part of attracting that... I guess. ...then... Is there a part of the anger you still want?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not. Or
0: frustration about the pandemic or wanting the pandemic to be over with. And
1: maybe, I, I, yeah, maybe I'm not really angry. I'm frustrated, but that's a form of anger, isn't it? Yeah. So probably, what would you say your part is? With the neighbor
0: well, i mean he 's young guy in his twenties, and uh, we actually did try to befriend him and have him over for dinner and so forth and um, and it 's just a totally different lifestyle than ours. you know he has a totally different lifestyle than ours and uh, So maybe I I was thinking that um, we're so different or something like that, or how could we ever uh, have a place of commonality. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just my my rejection of him the way he is as a 25-year-old. Uh-huh.
1: <coughs> could be, yeah. That's the
0: only thing I can think of.
1: Yeah. The idea for today, like the preceding ones, applies to your inner and outer worlds, which are actually the same. However, since you see them as different, the practice periods for today will again include two phases, one involving the world you see outside you and the other the world you see in your mind. In today's exercises, try to introduce the thought that both are in your imagination. Mm -hmm. We will begin the practice periods for the morning and the evening by repeating the idea for today two or three times while looking around at the world you see as outside of yourself. Then close your eyes and look around your inner world. Try to treat them both as equally as possible. Repeat the idea For today, unhurriedly, as often as you wish, as you watch the images your imagination presents to your awareness.
0: Okay, so first we're to apply it to what we see externally, then close our eyes and apply it to what we see in our mind. Yeah. Is that it?
1: For the two longer practice periods, three to five minutes are recommended. Oh, we're supposed to have two longer ones.
0: Yeah. Three Morning. to five
1: minutes, and yeah. then in between you think about it as much as you can. For mm-hmm. the two longer practice periods, three to five minutes are recommended.
0: All right, well let's do More it. More than then.
1: five can be utilized if you find the exercise restful.
0: So let's do it.
1: Um, these exercises are, are also to be continued during the day as when it's possible. The shorter applications consist of repeating the idea slowly... As you survey either your inner or outer world, it does not matter which you choose. The idea for today should also be applied immediately to any situation that distresses you. Then you say, I have invented this situation as I see it. Oh, I have invented the world as I see it, and I have invented this situation as I see it. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, so I'm going to pause for a second okay what what did you get out of that?
1: Well, I think the hard thing for people and myself would be um while you want it, you will see it, and when you no longer want it you it won't it will not be there for you. so if I close my eyes and I see a condition in my body, you know it's hard to say, Oh, I want that when I'm suffering from it. That's the hard thing for me
0: uh, well. Yeah, and it's hard to see that if you tell yourself you don't want it and it's still there, why is it still there?
1: Yeah, that's my question. Yeah. That means I still want it. I still want it in my subconscious, apparently. Not consciously, I don't want it. Well,
0: okay, so what... In Uh, your spiritual healing class, you often say you're not going to give up the condition until you give up the payoff. Mm-hmm. So you may still want the payoff. What do you think the payoff is mm. in this situation?
1: Oh, in a situation... Um, I I think I get to worry about something, and my payoff is that I'm addicted to worrying. Mm. Um... A payoff I have for having conditions in my body that I think I don't want. And my payoff is that I get to prove that there's no solution or something. My ego doesn't want a solution, so that's the payoff, right? Right.
0: So your ego is addicted to conflict or yeah, my ego, dissatisfaction? Yeah, my
1: ego doesn't want everything. I know, my ego doesn't want me to be perfect because my personal lie is I'm imperfect. Probably okay. that's it. All
0: right. So that's your payoff. You my
1: payoff to, is I get to prove my personal lie, I think.
0: You get to prove that you're not perfect.
1: Yeah. So
0: hmm.
1: I think that would be it. What about
0: you? Well, I think this personal lie thing is so deep and uh, the Course in Miracles doesn't call it a personal lie, but it does talk a lot about the ego and it does talk a lot about how the ego wants to prevent you from being happy and Knowing your true self and so forth. So, we're in this kind of habit of the ego. You know, the ego loves to have problems and be dissatisfied and uh, frustrated and so forth. And it's just a kind of a momentum that everybody has to deal with in themselves. Um, And it it kind of taints our experience of joy, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, even when we're given joy, we kind of have this thought, well, maybe we don't deserve it, or or it's not going to last, or, um, yeah, but what about all the pain I already suffered? How can I be really, truly joyous when I have the memories of all the pain? or the situations that are not not so good for myself you know so that's kind of always something we grapple with and yes we have invented it this lesson says i have invented the world i see but i'm not a victim of it and anything you've invented you can uninvent Mm-hmm. isn 't that the implication
1: yeah, anything you can create anything you create you can uncreate that 's or
0: anything you 've made up, you can unmake it, mm-hmm. so I think that this lesson gives us some power, but we have to see that uh it 's a decision we make, and if it 's something that we don 't like, we have to change our mind about it. Like, okay, let's just take the example of the guy next door making too much noise at the wrong times, uh, particularly at like 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. when we're trying to sleep. So we, we may not be able to change that guy's behavior, but we certainly can change how we react to that guy's behavior, right? Yeah so how we have coped with the situation is we just move into another room when it's too noisy and sleep there so why do we have to make that uh, an undesirable upsetting thing
1: well we don't but it's hard to admit that you want that it says when you no longer want it will not be there
0: so, well uh I mean, the 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 reaction to it is not there okay like if we move into the other room and we are not angry about it or we're not frustrated about mm-hmm. it or we're not uh you know having a reaction about it then it's not there
1: yeah i've been doing better i i guess Sometimes I get annoyed when I have to move. Yeah. So that's still my anger then.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, on, um, I mean, I think the normal a normal person, any normal person, would be uh, upset or irritated about that situation. I mean, a normal person wouldn't want to be awakened in the middle of their sleep and have to get up and go somewhere else because it's, you know, too noisy. So, I mean, I... Th- I think maybe that guy was put there just for us to practice the Course in Miracles. I guess so. (laughs) And I know that it sounds a little bit extreme, but uh, we have to see these lessons that God would have us learn in the context of our everyday life. And if this is a condition in our everyday life, then we have to apply the lesson to it, right? Yes. So everybody is going to have a situation like that. I mean, not exactly like that, but they're going to have a situation in their life that is potentially very upsetting, right? And that's what I'm talking about. So the lessons are geared toward us applying it to those everyday situations in our life that may be potentially upsetting or maybe they are upsetting right now. And we're asked to apply the lessons to that.
1: Yeah, I just think this one line is pretty strong for people. Well, of course it's strong. While you want it, you will see it. This, This could be something you don't like. Yeah let's just say it's something you don't like, right. You can give it up as easily as you made it up. that's yep. one line okay You will see it or not see it as you wish while you want it, you will see it when you no longer want it you will it will not be there, so it sounds like it well it wouldn't even be there if we didn't have a charge. you're saying well. Um you're you're applying that to the upset wouldn't be there, I guess. But I the way it says it literally it will not be there, the issue. The issue will not be there. Yeah. When you when you no longer want it. Right. So that sounds like he would move. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well I mean,
0: maybe he will when we get um we get in enough peace of mind about it. We don't know. We don't know. But our job is to be at peace of mind all the time, no matter what the external is doing. Yeah. And this is the action of the Course in Miracles, the whole Course. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. So nothing real can be threatened, that would be that would include our our neighbor like nothing our neighbor can do can threaten the reality of the peace of god could we could we say that there is such a thing as the peace of God Yeah, and that that's the reality that we're all seeking by doing this course in miracles
1: I hope so, yes mm-hmm.
0: okay, well, then it says if that's real nothing real can be threatened. So there's nothing that anybody can do that's going to affect the peace of God, including a noisy neighbor, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so
0: So if we are with the peace of God, then that noisy neighbor is not going to have any effect on us. We're not going to be upset. We're not going to have a reaction. We're not going to have... Uh, any attack thoughts, we're not going to be vengeful, you know, all that. Because we see, why? We see he is part of the peace of God. He's our brother, and he's part of the peace of God. So, And the reality of that is what we're going to see. Now, if we make him into some kind of a demon that plays his music and we hate him, then we're going to see that.
1: Well, yeah, I agree with that. But All right, us-
0: so we have a choice. How are we going to see the neighbor? I'm not talking about his behavior, but his essence. Are we going to be looking at his essence? And if we are looking at his essence, then why are we upset by his behavior, even if he's unconscious about it? like and this is the same way Jesus looks on us like we've made all these errors you know in our life that's put us in all kinds of upsetting situations and Jesus is going to look on us and say well none of that matters to me i want to see your true self i am going to see your true self and all those mistakes you made don't matter to me they have no consequences in my world. Yeah. Nothing real can be threatened. I'm only going to see your reality, and all this other baloney has no meaning. It's part of the meaningless world. <sighs> okay, and, but okay. I mean, be, now be, let's stay with this. Okay. So we've agreed that that's how Jesus sees us, and we have agreed that there's something called the peace of God that is real. And can't be threatened. And that's what we're going to try to see in everybody. We're going to try to see the peace of God, the Christ in them, in everybody. And that cannot be threatened. All right. Then it says nothing unreal exists. So that's all the other baloney that people do. Anything not the peace of God which would be him playing his music at 3 a.m., in our opinion, doesn't exist.
1: Right, I hear that. But I want to stay with this one line, the way it's worded. Yeah? Well, apply it to people who have symptoms. While you want it, you will see it. And when you no longer want it, it will not be there. So then people are going to say, are you telling me I want this symptom? And then well, the ego we, wants we it. You would have to say yes, you want it.
0: The ego wants it the because ego the ego wants doesn't it want wants to
1: prove your personal life is real. Yeah, something.
0: and the ego doesn't want you to be at peace, so you're going to be in constant conflict about this symptom in your body.
1: Yeah,
0: and and the ego wants you there, wants you in that conflict. But again, that the symptom is not part of your real self. Mm. Whatever suffers is not part of me, it says. Oh, okay. That's Lesson 248, I believe. Whatever suffers is not part of me. So the part of us that is upset, suffering, got a symptom in our body, isn't even part of our real self. Unless we want it to be, and that's the self that we want to pay attention to, if we want to pay attention to the ego that has symptoms in, a, in the body and we want to make that ultimately real and we want to identify with that, as long as we identify with that, we're going to have the symptoms in the body.
1: Yeah, you know, it's hard not to pay attention. If people have pain, for example, fortunately I have no pain or anything, but if people have pain, how can they not pay attention to it?
0: Well, I mean, any pain that you've made up you have to take responsibility that there's something in you that's made that pain up, right? So that would be your ego. You just say, well, I I got fooled, I was deceived by a part of my ego, and I made up a pain. And now I'm choosing to not be a victim of that and see that I made that up, I invented it, and I'm going to not keep obsessing about it. So in that instant where you decide you you are not the suffering, you are not the pain, you are not the body, you are not the mind that made up the pain, you are free of it. Even if, you still have, even if you can still feel physically the pain. Hmm. Even if you can still, still hear at 2 a.m. the loud music. But you, you have stepped into this self where that is part of the meaningless world and you're not going to give it any more dominion over you.
1: Right, but you're kind of applying future lessons here that people haven't had
0: yet. Well, yeah. That's my problem. All right, so that's because you can't accept the truth of that one statement (laughs) that's in that lesson.
1: Well, I believe it's true. While you want it, you will see it. I believe that that's true.
0: Well, then you can't accept the fact that there's part of you that doesn't want it, and that even if it's going there, you don't care. You're not going to see it that way. You're going to say, well, I still have the noisy neighbor. I still have the symptom in my body. Uh, therefore, it must be real. Therefore, I must want it. That's what you're saying.
1: Well, yeah, I must want it, because what it says here, while well, you still have it, you want it.
0: Well, yes, but what if what if you just say, I'm not going to go there and it's part of meaningless thought
1: well yeah if we could ignore it that would be good
0: and I'm going to ignore it
1: ignoring it would be good How I think that's kind of difficult in some cases if well we... I know
0: but that's a, that's a that's a first step we have to take mm. you know we have to first see that we are we invented it and then we have to see that we don't want it
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and if if we've really seen that we've invented it and we don't want it and that even if we're experiencing it that our experience is part of the meaningless thought then we begin to not be so um, affected by the evidence Mm. I mean like Let's just take in Jesus' time, there were, there were a lot of things being done that were cruel, painful, uh, unjust, etc., etc. And he, and he was a witness to that. Now, would you say because he was a witness to that, there would not be a possibility of him to make contact with absolute love even though he was witnessing that in front of him
1: yeah he could make he could make contact with absolute love
0: okay so this is the same thing this is saying if you have things that are upsetting you have invented them and you can not want them instantly and change the situation and make contact with the absolute love even though the evidence of those misperceptions are still happening in front of you
1: Mm, okay so that's what you should do is think about absolute love when you have something you don't want
0: even yes even if it's there and it's a residual uh effect and it's still happening the the first steps are you have to be unaffected by that Like you have to choose for absolute love in the middle of all these things going on that are the exact opposite of absolute love. Hmm. And those things that are the exact opposite of love, you've had some kind of a hand in inventing that. Hmm. So at some point you have to see you're responsible and make a different choice. And that's what these lessons are trying to get us to do. And people are going to say, well, yes, but I'm in the middle of a lawsuit. How can I see that there's peace of God? Or I'm in the middle of a condition in my body. How can I see that there's healing? You know, that's like, oh, ye of little faith, right? Mm. So, I mean, faith is going to require that in the middle of the chaos, we find the peace of God. Because the peace of God is needed amidst the chaos. Yeah. The peace of God is needed amidst the condition in our body. The peace of God is needed in the, in the place where we're living with noisy neighbors. So I'm, I'm still not... Um, I don't see that first line like you see it. You see it kind of like, well, then... I must still want it, and it's going to be there. And I don't really want it, but it's still there. You're saying I don't really want it, but it's still there.
1: No, but I'm. No, the course is correcting that. So yes,
0: I know. But you're you're saying I don't I don't get this first line because I think I don't want it, but it's still there. Mm. So you're trying to prove that line wrong.
1: No, I under- read the line again. I understand what they're saying. While you want it, you will see it. Okay. So then, and then you're if saying, I'm seeing it. I w- I still want it.
0: Okay, but you're saying I think that I don't want it, but I'm still seeing it.
1: Yeah, I think that I don't want it.
0: That's what you're saying. Right,
1: but I, apparently I do want it. But I'm saying my subconscious is stronger than the thought. I don't want it.
0: Well, we, we have to bring our subconscious into the dominion of our, of our decisions. Yeah. And our decision is that even if the symptom is still persisting, we still have to make a stand that that is part of our meaningless thought. And we do not want that. And we are going to make the stand or the peace of God, or I mean, healing, or, or would you say perfection. Perfect love, did you say? Perfect love, cast out fear. Yeah, we're going to make I, that.
1: I choose perfect love and the peace of God instead of this. How's that?
0: Okay. Well, that's, that's the next couple of lessons I can see. There's another way of looking at the world, and I could choose peace instead of this. Yeah, okay, so that's the answer then. All right, but we're taking a very sober look about how we're resisting uh, giving up the way we see things. Mm -hmm. Because the way we see things that have produced undesirable results is part of meaningless thought. It's part of attack thoughts, it's part of vengeance, it's part of Mm -hmm. seeing in the past, it's part of basically being stuck in the ego's thought system. And we've made up the ego's thought system, and now we're being asked to give it up. And how much resistance we have to give it up. So, I think that's all this is trying to say. You've invented this hellish world full of problems and when you stop giving attention to that when you don't want it anymore it won't be there to see it'll be resolved isn't that kind of what that's saying
1: yeah i think so
0: all right i don't i don't think we can get any clearer <laughs> than that so okay Thank you guys for joining us. And <laughs> <laughs> aren't we glad we have Sandra Ray, the devil's advocate, uh, helping keep us honest about these lessons. All right. God bless you all.